0: I saw at once that I was on the right track. Phonetic spelling had again misled me. A half crown tip put the deputy's knowledge at my disposal, and I learned that Mr. Bloxam, who had slept off the remains of his beer on the previous night at Corcoran's, had left for his work at Poplar at five o'clock that morning. He could not tell me where the place of work was situated, but he had a vague idea that it was some kind of a new-fangled warehouse and with this slender clue I had to start for Poplar. It was twelve o'clock before I got any satisfactory hint of such a building, and this I got at a coffee-shop, where some workmen were having their dinner. One of them suggested that there was being erected at Cross Angel Street a new cold-storage building, and as this suited the condition of a new-fangled wearers, I at once drove to it. An interview with a surly gatekeeper and a surlier foreman both of whom were appeased with the coin of the realm, put me on the track of Bloxham. He was sent for, on my suggestion that I was willing to pay his day's wages to his foreman for the privilege of asking him a few questions on a private matter. He was a smart enough fellow, though rough of speech and bearing. When I had promised to pay for his information and given him an earnest, he told me that he had made two journeys between Carfax and a house in Piccadilly, and had taken from this house to the latter nine great boxes—main heavy ones—with a horse and cart hired by him for this purpose. I asked him if he could tell me the number of the house in Piccadilly, to which he replied, "'Well, Governor, I forgets the number, but it was only a few door from a big white church, or something of the kind, not long built. It was a dusty old house, too,' though nothing to the dustiness of the house we took the blooming boxes from. How did you get in if both houses were empty? There was the old party that engaged me, a awaiting at the house at Purfleet. He helped me to lift the boxes and put them in the dray. Curse me, but he was the strongest chap I ever struck, and him an old feller with a white moustache, one that thin you would think he couldn't throw a shadder. How this phrase thrilled through me. Why, he took up his end of the boxes like they was pounds of tea. "'and me a-puffin' and a-blowin' afore I could upend mine anyhow, "'and I'm no chicken neither. "'How did you get into the house in Piccadilly?' I asked. "'He was there, too. "'He must have started off and got there afore me, "'for when I rung the bell he came and opened the door hisself "'and helped me carry the boxes into the hall.' "'The whole nine? I asked. "'Yes. There was five in the first load and four in the second. "'It was main dry work, and I don't so well remember how I got home.'